What's up, everybody? It is Casey with Two Worlds Podcast, and with me, as always, is the Diddy Kong to my Donkey Kong. It's Jake. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. How are you? Well, I'm not too bad. Now, uh, is Diddy Kong and Donkey Kong, are, is that like a Buster and Babs bunny type of thing where it's like no relation, or are they related? You know, I'm not entirely sure. I I guess my head canon is diddy is like his nephew or something oh okay you know, they're not like I, father and son yeah i always just assumed they were best friends <laughs> that happen to have the best the same last name <laughs> and then is dixie like his like diddy's girlfriend or that's what i sister? thought yeah okay <laughs> i always assumed girlfriend because i thought the the big dumb one that like cried a lot you know like when he got like he was like super strong but he wasn't smart i always thought he was <laughs> yeah he i thought he was uh dixie's brother that was like what i always assumed in my head well we can all agree that cranky kong is the best kong now originally if i remember right cranky was the original kong donkey oh is that like a thing that's like a common fan like i always knew it as like the fact and then i found out that it was just a common fan theory but like the one that was in mar you know the like the original donkey kong and stuff and donkey kong jr is actually donkey kong okay i like that theory yeah it makes sense because it's like donkey kong jr was a thing and then it's just like no he's just out to pasture now <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was in that uh that learning game he, he and then uh, mario game, kart game then, yeah the mario kart game the super nintendo one right uh yeah i think so yeah Anyway, so there's your, your daily dose of Donkey <laughs> Kong lore. <laughs> Let's hop into some news. I'm actually obliterating Casey this week on news. So yeah, he, just... he's like Raisin Brain Crunch. He just had all the scoops. <laughs> I, I did. I like that. <laughs> all right. So I'll get through a few and hand it over to you. I'll do I'll do some small ones here. Um, let's let's get through some movie and TV stuff. So. Aaron Taylor Johnson has been cast as Craven. So Casey, what are your thoughts? Oh, it's going to be terrible. Like it's just like, yeah, let's get the most uncharismatic guy that brought down the first Godzilla movie terribly as Craven the Hunter, one of the coolest Spider-Man villains. That's a great idea. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm holding off judgment until I see something cuz I know, I know he wasn't like charismatic and kick-ass, but I did like that movie. So um, I have hope that it'll be okay. It's like, yeah, but the thing that made that movie, it was not him. It was oh, no. Hit Girl and um, Nicolas Cage. Sure. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just like when you put him on screen, it's just a snooze fest. So uh, <laughs> maybe you have we'll Nicolas, Cage, Nicolas Cage in this too. That might bring it up a little bit. Right. He has to have Nick Cage in a movie for it to be good. Yeah, there you go. All right. And then uh, Shazam 2 started this week. Uh, I don't, I, I put filming in the, the thing. I don't know if it's filming or just like pre production, but Zachary Levi made a post about it. So I assume that they're like getting ready to film. Yeah. Very exciting. Cool. Shazam was one of my favorite like superhero movies. I thought it was amazing. So can't wait for number two um let's see here and then jeremy irvine has been cast as alan scott in hbo's green lantern show i had to look up the guy don't know anything about him yeah um hope it's good <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna hold my breath i mean 
I'm very much um, a negative Nelly when it comes to things that have J.J. Abrams' name on it. Yeah, and you know, you're you're far from the only one because <laughs> customers will come in now and say, I don't know, you know, J.J. Abrams, it, it, it was I like Star Trek, and now I just don't know. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's just how everybody feels about it. Yeah. It's like, did you read his uh, son's Spider-Man comic? <laughs> I didn't. I man. didn't either, but I heard what happens, and it sounds terrible. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of like I had so many people at the shop that was like super hyped for that book and bought yeah. the whole thing, and they were like, "Eh." All right, Casey, why don't you give some news? Okay, so. Leaks from the uh, CW's Powerpuff Girls show that we just can't stop talking about. Uh, Leaks from that script have come out and um, trying to think of a better way of than saying like dumpster fire, but it sounds like a dumpster fire. Like CW themselves were like, yeah, this isn't going to work. You guys need to, because they already shot the pilot and they watched like, no, you guys are going to have to reshoot it and make make it better because this is just terrible i mean it's like basically they made uh professor utonium like the stereotypical terrible like uh parent for famous kids you know like he's just using them and it's just awful mojo jojo isn't a monkey it's just a lab assistant that was actually a good person but they're you know the the tv show was propaganda made by the dad um (laughs) oh there's a part where they talk about leaking Blossom's nudes to get her to come out of her room. Um, Blossom walks in on Buttercup having sex with a girl she met at, a, at the bar. Um, yeah. My it's, gosh. Yeah. It's terrible. It's like, who who thought this was a good idea? It's like, hey, you guys remember that cute, fun show everyone loved? Let's yeah. just ruin it. Yeah. It's like, and it's also just creepy too. Cause you know, like, I shouldn't get off on this tangent, but I'm going to, but it's like, you always hear like Hollywood pedophiles and all this stuff. But then they're like, let's take the show that was about young girls and then keep the costumes on them. <laughs> Cause like they, they, you know, the stuff's been leaked where they're still wearing their Powerpuff girls costumes. Like leave those on. And now we're going to make like hypersexualize them. That's going to be just great. It's like, what is wrong with you people guys? Come on. Yeah. My goodness. I didn't look up any of it because I wanted, I, I saw you had put it in there and I wanted to hear what all of them were. I, I feel worse. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of funny when there's like a consensus on Twitter. Cause it's like Twitter brings out the worst and everybody that's on it. But the fact that there's a consensus of everyone just going, no, why are you doing this? And it's so funny too, because like I know that they're going to anyway, but the actresses are like, you know, oh, we're putting everything into this. You know, we we're really yeah. behind this. It's like you're behind this. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, Miss Bellum, who was like, got some, it gets some hate, like when people go back and rewatch it, because like they just see the curvy, you know, attractive lady, who, but she actually says some like the best stuff in the show. Like when you actually watch the show, she's actually like base like it was like professor utonium's like kind of abused girlfriend okay yeah <laughs> that's a great idea and i feel like we should do a special 
well, it won't work because you don't drink, but I'm thinking we get hammered and watch that pilot episode. <laughs> I mean, I think watching that pilot episode would make me want to drink. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. So before I talk about all my comic news for the week, I wanted to touch on Sonic the Hedgehog because Sega reveals revealed multiple Sonic the Hedgehog announcements this week. Um, Sonic's 30th anniversary is coming up. And so they announced some neat things like Sonic Colors, which came out on the Wii. That was like a pretty well-received Sonic game. That's getting a remaster called Sonic Colors Ultimate. I'm looking forward to that because I actually didn't play much of Sonic Colors, but I'll definitely get this one. And then a while back, Sega announced that they were parting ways with Roger Craig Smith, who had been the voice of Sonic in the games for a long time now. They said they were done with him. They actually announced he's actually going to come back and be the voice of Sonic, nice. game, which is a great thing because he's a really good Sonic voice and actually the one that I hear nowadays. Um, and then they're doing a Sonic Origins, and basically Sega is just like compiling um, Sonic 1, 2, Sonic 3, Knuckles, and then Sonic CD um, into one which is kind of rare because Sonic CD doesn't usually get put in things because of various legalities with like music and whatnot. But uh, I think it's pretty cool if they're going to do that. And then they announced they're going to have a new Sonic team game coming out, which is very exciting. Uh, it, It is from the same team that did Sonic forces, but that team also did Sonic generations, um, which pretty much every Sonic fan loves generations. So uh, fingers crossed that that's good. And, uh, you know, I I even have a, a special place in my heart for Sonic 06. So no matter what this game is, I'm, I'm going to play it and probably enjoy it a little bit. So anyway, that's all the Sonic news. I was hoping that you're going to get some Ken Pender stuff in there. What if that's what it was? What if IDW announced that Ken Penders was back? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Or they're like, Sonic just announces like, yeah, our new cr- head of creative is Ken Penders for all of our games. <laughs> that's this an goes well, game I do not want to play. <laughs> like, and if this goes well with just our Sonic, he's going to take over all of Sega. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. On June 29th, there is going to be a Green Arrow 80th anniversary, 100-page spectacular. Um, I think they're they're pretty much going to do these for like every major DC character yeah. at this point. But uh, I'm just I'm excited for the uh, OMAC one that's going to come out. <laughs> I know, right? I know you'd read it though. <laughs> it's just uh, give give me a give me a nice you know Condiment King one. <laughs> right the ventriloquist that one, that one i would read uh but anyway i am not entirely sure who all is working on that but i like green arrow so i'm gonna check that out um okay ah the series nobody asked for checkmate which is going to be the follow-up to bendis's um Gosh, what was that called? Event Leviathan. That's going to have a six-issue miniseries that starts in June. But what what got a good laugh out of me is at the bottom of the ad, it said the long-awaited series. And I'm like, 
okay, but by who? Like Venice himself? <laughs> and uh, you know what sucks is he's, he has Alex May leave working on this with him, who did Event Leviathan. So it's going to look amazing. Yeah. But nobody asked for this. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating here. Anybody that had Event Leviathan on a pull list minus one person had removed it by the time the six issues was done. Oof, that's pretty rough. Yeah. These people weren't willing to stick out six issues. So, and my shop couldn't have been the only one. So it's yeah. like, man, who is asking for this? <laughs> I mean, I have a feeling he was probably already contracted and they're just like, he's getting paid either way. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Okay. And then we're also getting a six issue mini series just called Infinite Frontier. Um, you know, we've already had the one one shot with another one shot scheduled. They decided to give six issues to Joshua Williamson, and then the art would be done by Zermanico. So it's probably going to be good because that, that's a really solid creative team. Um, so that'll be DC's like summer event. And then I'm going to say really quick one thing that's interesting about that is front and center at least in the thing i saw is calvin ellis superman okay whose name is still cal l it's just not spaced right so i have a feeling that they're trying to they're trying to do this to try to get more people interested in this character so when they make the movie they'll be able to you know people actually be able to like look at calvin and be like oh yeah there's another superman huh i'll read these you know that type of right I still, uh, and of the two, I, I wish it were Valzad, but you know. Yeah, I, I don't really like because it's just the like at least in the Grant stuff that I read with him in it, it was just very much like everyone loves me. I beat my bad guys. I'm pretty awesome. Yeah. So it's just it's <laughs> not that likeable. interesting. Yeah, it's just like I'm just kind of the best. So it's like making like a compelling movie about that's going to be kind of right, but. All right, and then there's going to be a new Aquaman comic coming out soon. This shouldn't really surprise anybody. Um, it's most definitely because of Aquaman 2, the movie. And then more info on that will be in August, Aquaman 80th anniversary, 100-page spectacular. So, <laughs> I'm hoping there's a lot of hook Aquaman in that. I bet there's one. Yeah, you know, I bet be. I, I bet you they get Peter David back for it. Probably so. I I hope so because yeah, you know, we want that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And then yeah, I'll I'll let you do your other one before I finish off the right. ones. So my last bit of news: uh, Todd Phillips has reportedly signed on for Joker Two, which it's like, I'm not like, how much money did they throw at him first off, and secondly did they watch joker one it's like that's a, kind of a standalone movie i got is that the director yeah okay i'm gonna be honest i didn't see joker i mean it's it's perfectly fine it's like yeah i mean a lot of people really loved it i was just kind of left going like, yeah okay you see and then and that's why i didn't see it at first because everybody was talking too highly of it i'm like i know i can't watch this right now because it's not going to be that good to me that's how that's how it always goes with this stuff um plus i've heard enough about it where i'm like i need to be in the right mood to watch this and i just haven't been there yet <laughs> like have you seen taxi driver yeah 
It's like Taxi Driver. Right. Yeah, that's what I hear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, I was just letting you know. It's yeah. like, yeah, like I said, it's, I'm not a big Taxi Driver fan, but it's like, that's eh, perfectly fine. I can appreciate what Taxi Driver did for film. Yeah. You know, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, one thing that I just thought that would be really funny if, like, when I said Taxi Driver, you thought it was the Queen Latifah taxi movie. You're like, that's the Joker? <laughs> <laughs> that might make for a better movie. <laughs> it's just like, it's the, how is that anything? I need, I need to see it. <laughs> All right. And then some more comic news to wrap everything up. There's a new high republic comic coming out it's actually a spinoff of the the regular high republic series it's called trail of shadows and it's a noir style murder mystery featuring two detectives one being a jedi detective and they're solving a big mystery that is kind of veered off from the main series uh i love noir stories i love murder mysteries I love Star Wars. This sounds like a total freaking win. <laughs> that does sound pretty awesome. Yeah. So I think that should be pretty cool for you. Like, I was th- really hoping you're going to be like, one's a Jedi, the other's a Sith. How are they going to get along? <laughs> I know. That would be an even better book. But yeah. So only anyway. way it would be better. Or like, it- one's a Jedi, one's a gonk droid. <laughs> <laughs> one's a, one's a Wookiee, the other one's an Ewok. I don't know why they're detectives. But we'd all read it. Yeah, it's like coming to Fox. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's see here. Oh, uh, I guess it's the last thing, right? Check my notes. Yeah, last bit. DC announced that they will be participating in free comic book day this year. Nice. Um, they'll make sure their books are out at the same time as uh, all the diamond books are, which is a good thing. I'm glad that uh, despite leaving that everyone is still friendly enough to not rob the, the fans of like our Christmas. Right. I mean, everybody yeah. else free comic book day. So um in their books, we will get first looks at the Batman Fear State event that's going to come out in October. It's going to be their spooky event this year. And then the I Am Batman will be out in the Batman uh, special edition. And there's also going to be some stuff for Suicide Squad, the Teen Titans, Beast Boy Loves Raven, um, Batman and Robin and Howard. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. And then probably just, I'm guessing it's there's an Ameth- Amethyst Princess of Gym World. It's probably going to be like a reprint of the first issue because that's what a lot of this is oftentimes. But anyway, like all things considered, not a bad lineup for DC. Yeah, when you first when you put the I didn't see the uh, comma in the notes when you put Batman and, and Robin and Howard and Amethyst, I was like, <laughs> wow, that's a crazy lineup. <laughs> I would actually kind of love a Batman and Amethyst crossover. That'd be fun. It, it'd be interesting for sure. Yeah. So, all right, that's all the news for the week. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll take a little ad break and then we'll come back and talk some. All right, welcome back. Thanks for listening to the ad. And uh, Casey, what books did you read this week, my friend? So I have a pretty girthy pile this week. Um, I have Guardians of the Galaxy number 14, uh, Reptile number one, 
Department of Truth, uh, number nine, I think. Nine, I th- yeah, issue nine. Batman Superman, number 18. Uh, Maestro Warren Pax, number five. Harley Quinn, number three. The Last Ronin, issue three. Teen Titans Academy, number three. Stargirl Spring Break Special, number one. Silk, number three. Robin, number two. Action Comics, 1031. And Detective Comics, 1036. A whole lot of threes this week. I know, right? I just realized after you went through your stack that I didn't read Suicide Squad, and that makes me sad. All right. The ones that I read. The Witcher, which is Lament, number one. Silk, number three. Beta Ray Bill, number three. Action Comics, 1031. What's up? I read better able to let my brother borrow it so that's why it wasn't in my pile but i did read that one too oh, nice star girl spring break special milestone returns number zero robin number two and mr miracle source of freedom number one so you didn't read uh action detective i read action just not detective oh, okay sorry dang it i didn't read detective I'm so disappointed in myself. I mean, I'm disappointed in you too. <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? Okay, so uh, I think from mine, you just didn't read Witcher and Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Okay. And then, so it's Teen Titans, Stargirl, Silk, Robin, and Action. And Bill and Milestone. Oh, yeah. I didn't have Milestone. Oh, you didn't get Milestone? No, I didn't. I didn't think about it when I was telling you what I wanted. Oh, man. That was going to be like the big one of the week. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, Last Ronin was going to be the big one in my head. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to start with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy by Al Ewing and uh, Juan Frigeria on the art. And um, this was gifted, like, I'm going to say gifted to me on accident by Jake. And I hadn't read this in a long while. Uh, I mean, it's still not good. I'll be honest. (laughs) It's like, it's like, oh boy, we get even more characters in a book where the guy doesn't understand the characters he's writing. So that's cool. Um, Art's really nice. I like the art, but yeah, the story, it's just kind of like all over the place because it has to be like this book. If he wants to have 500 characters on this team, like he needs to have like a 50 page book every week for it to make any sense. Cause it's just, there's just too much going on. You have Dr. Doom fighting the team and you know, he ends up losing because you know, they're smarter than him. Apparently it's just, it's bad. Al Ewing's a bad writer. So I'm going to give it a two out of 10 cause the art's good. <laughs> All right. I'll talk about The Witcher, which is Lament, number one. Lament? Lament? Whatever. Lemons. Lemons, which, which yeah. is Lemons. The, uh, the writing was done by Bartosz Stibor, and the art was done by Vanessa Del Rey. Uh, so this, this was a pretty neato uh, first issue. Geralt is standing in a crowd um, that's watching a witch get burned alive. And as soon as she starts getting burned alive, he starts hearing voices in his head about 
uh, how he shouldn't have caught the witch for them to burn and that he really messed up. And uh, yeah, the voices start telling him that, uh, that she was some like people's last hope. She was protecting them and now they have no protection. And, uh, you know, he kind of chalks it up as just a nightmare that he's having because he gets those when he hunts monsters. And as he's leaving, um, he runs into a group of water hags that have this girl in a river and he kills the water hags and rescues the girl and takes her back to town. And it ends up being the, the wife of some wealthy guy there. He's like, ugh, I didn't want her back, but I do want my daughter back. I will pay you handsomely to go rescue my daughter and bring her home. So he goes there and he tries to take her and the girl's just not having it. She doesn't want to go anywhere. And uh, a couple more witches show up and they're like, "Um, she knows what's best for her. She's here so that we can help her. And also we can tell that you're hearing voices in your head and we can help you with that too. And then it's like a to be continued sort of thing. So definitely interesting enough for me to keep reading. Let's be honest. I'd read it anyways, but yeah. at least I'm hooked now. Uh, <laughs> Cause witches in the Witcher universe have a, a complicated relationship with like witchers and people. Cause they're not always bad, even though everybody thinks that witches are bad. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was pretty neato. Uh, <laughs> still like a seven, but like a high seven. <laughs> yeah. No, um, so I, I wish you liked wrestling because there's this wrestler named Randy Orton whose theme music, it's like, I hear voices in my head. And it's like, <laughs> so like every time you're saying he hears voices in his head, I automatically think of Randy Orton. I was like, does he RKO a witch at least once? Because that would be awesome. Is that the move where he like jumps from behind him and grabs him and yeah, he does it out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's his move. Sweet. Okay. So um, next up for me is reptile. Number one, I'm going to try to find the creative team. They find creative ways where to put the dang creative teams. And I hate it. Like just come up with a consensus spot guys. <laughs> book to do that so like if you like oh reptile's my favorite character i don't need to have a history lesson on my favorite you don't get it like you get like one page to two pages and that's it and it works really well so that's you know that's really nice and there it is so it's written by terry blass and Enino balam on the pencils and it's pretty solid like he's an interesting character cool powers <coughs> it's just like teen books and i kind of blame the fact that i'm not a teenager anymore i probably would ate this up as a like high schooler but like teen books there's so much teen angst and i get so tired of it <laughs> it's just like they're it's arguing like, like it wasn't written for you i know right <laughs> and so like there's parts where like he just gets mad and starts yelling at his family because oh they they're putting his parents picture out 
because he's like, my parents are dead. And then they're like, they haven't been around for eight years. Like that's enough time for them to be missing for them to be dead. He's like, Oh, they're not. And he gets mad and storms out. And it's like this whole, you know, I'm like, this is, it's a bit too much angst guys. Come on, dial it back a little bit. And then like, another thing is like, since he's Hispanic, he just, and it's something that just annoys me as an English speaker. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. If like you are, you know, Hispanic and you speak both languages really well, but I took two years of Spanish barely passed. I think my teacher felt bad for me and she's just like, he has to graduate college. So I'll, I'll just say he passes, but like they go between like English to Spanish so much in this. I'm like, this can't be realistic. Like, why would you, why not just choose one language while you're talking to each other? Like, I don't get that. How do your brains work like that? So, you know, that's, that's a little annoying, but yeah, all in all, it's perfectly fine. I'd give it a seven out of 10. Okay. So I'll do Mr. Miracle and the source of freedom. Number one, there's the credits page. It was written by Brandon Easton and Fico Asio was the artist. So uh, anybody that's been listening long enough knows that we didn't really care for the backups of this character in the future state books. And I thought it was just going to be more of that. Um, and really the a big thing I didn't care for was the art on it. And I wasn't going to read this until I flipped it open and looked at it and the art is completely different. I'm like, okay, well, it's good enough for me to at least read it. So I just want to show this real quick. If it'll do it. Come on. You can do it. You can do it. See, Casey, it's oh, actually wow. pretty good, right? I know yeah, it's just nice. going away. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's really, really good. And I wasn't familiar with Osseo's art, but... This book was actually pretty neato. Um, it, it deals a lot with, uh, like it starts off with a big like escape thing, like the, the greatest stunt in human history at this point. So uh, that's how it kind of follows the Mr. Miracle moniker. And, you know, he's like got sponsors and stuff and that's how he makes his money and pay-per-view and stuff like that. So it's pretty neat. It's stuff that was that's touched on that just wouldn't have been around back when Jack Kirby was doing the original Mr. Miracle stuff. Um, and they do tie it in with a lot of today's issues. Uh, you know, some black lives matter um, stuff. So it's uh it's an interesting mix of things. The one thing that they do that I didn't really care for was they changed <clears throat> Thaddeus Brown, who was technically the very first Mr. Miracle Scott. He, he's in like the first issue and that's it. And then uh, Scott free takes, takes on the mantle. But in this book, they made Thaddeus a black guy, which is fine. If they want to recast it, recast it. Listen to me. We, we talk too much TV. <laughs> Uh, change that but they don't tell you till like halfway in the book so they're talking about you know Thaddeus uh, 
you know, living in the sixties and how hard it was for him. And I'm like, what are they talking about? And then they show one picture of him and he's black and it's like, Oh, okay. Well now I guess it makes sense, but why'd they do it like that? It just, it was like really weird. Could they, could, could can like canonly he have, they've already done that in a past. Cause like I'm, I've, don't remember enough of Grant Seven Soldiers. Like, could he have been? Like, could they have used that in that and had him be black in that? And then you know, Maybe. and then just be I going off, going off of yeah, that canon. I, I, I don't guess. I I didn't. Uh, I have those issues. I've read some of them. I don't. I don't remember anything about them. Yeah. Because um, at that point in my life, I was well. That's not mine, Mister Miracle. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Maybe and when I read and if them, that's the case, then you know, then it's just shame on me for not knowing. But yeah, and when I read those issues, though, I was just like, I don't know what's going on. I think that's how most people were. <laughs> um, but anyway, like one one aspect of this issue is that like his ratings are dipping, and uh, his agent is like, well, you either need to like do some street level super heroics or you need to unmask yourself and make your identity public. And uh, Shiloh doesn't want to do that. And, and his agents like, I mean, you just don't want people to know that you're African-American. And, you know, that's when he goes into the whole, well, it was rough for Thaddeus in, in the sixties and things aren't that much better today. So no, I don't want to do that. Um, but then he goes and does some super heroics. He meets this uh, this pretty firefighter lady and uses his agent to ask her out on a date because of the legalities of her letting his secret identity be known. She'll get like sued into oblivion, which I think is like a really weird thing. But I guess it makes sense for this time period. I do like though, if you're a lady and you're listening to this and you're on the YouTube version, comment down below if someone's agent asked you out on a date and said, Hey, if you let our secret identity out, you're gonna be sued into oblivion. What would you say? Yes, I'm very <laughs> curious. Because here I feel like it wasn't an accurate response. She was just like, Oh, well, that's kind of weird, but okay. I'm thinking, bro, that's the first red flag. Anyway. Uh so they go on a date and then he pretty much spends the whole date talking about himself and she gets very uninterested very quickly and like leaves. And while he's feeling sorry for himself over that, um, like boom tube energy like hits him. Like people aren't teleporting in. He's being hit by the force of a boom tube. And it is Navir free as who they claim they are. Uh, the only child of Scott and Barda. And I'll try to show it if it'll let me. That's what they look like. Pretty mm. wild. Um, and they just come down and it says next is the battle for the mantle. So I don't know if this is uh, going to be a good person or a bad person, but despite the, the weird social aspects of his like creepy date uh, it was pretty neat so i'll probably check out the next one for sure um so i'm i'm gonna give it like a 
probably like a seven, like a low seven. Yeah. Now the art was a 10. Yeah. Now, did he ever once like look out of a window while it was raining or like try to kill himself or do anything of that sort? No. Well, I guess, I guess it's better than, uh, the other one that was out. It is by a lot. I knew there'd be a way we'd be able to say that Tom King is garbage. So this yeah. is it. <laughs> there you go. We always have to find some way. Oh yeah. Okay. So next up for me is department of truth issue nine. And this is by James Tynan, the fourth and Martin Simmons on the art. And I'm going to be very honest. I was very high on this book when it first came out and it's getting to the point now where it's like going down a crazy train road and I'm losing interest. Like it's a perfectly fine, perfectly adequate book, but it's just like, it's, it's doing a lot with like, like with a little, and I'm, I'm just losing interest pretty quick. I'm just like, how does all this relate back to the main, main plot, you know, that was going on? Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, just a bit too much. Uh, yeah, he's just he's just learning more and more about all the secret society stuff and how everything's changing and all that. And yeah, like I said, it's uh, it's losing and like I'm losing interest. But next month we got Bigfoot, so that should be fun. <laughs> so um, at least sticking it out for one more. Yeah, at least one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna give this probably a five out of ten though. It's yeah, it's just like not doing it for me as like it used to. Okay. So I will talk about Milestone. And there's like a few creative teams in this because it's kind of like here's all the, a taste of all three Milestone books that are coming out. I gotcha. Um, so they changed up the origin on how static got his powers. And, you know, that is what it is, but the people making these books are the ones that created all these characters 30 years ago anyway. So, you know, more power to them if they decide that, uh, that this is how it should be now. But essentially, uh, static is in high school and after school he's going to go to a black lives matter uh, peaceful protest and the officers that show up use a tear gas that is an experimental tear gas by this company and the gas either kills these kids well people uh because they're you know there's adults too or gives them like superpowers. So this is like in the show they called it the Big Bang that gave everyone their powers, and uh, mm. in this it's like this experimental gas. So it works well enough. It's a little disturbing to like see some people get powers while others are melting, <laughs> but. Anyway, we now see how Static gets his powers and how <clears throat> his uh, his school bully gets his. And I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now, but uh, he's the one that has the flame powers that always picks on him in school. But uh, yeah, 
it was pretty neat. The art is crazy awesome. And I think it'll be, it'll be fun to see how, uh, how static handles, uh, all this stuff. I imagine he'll want to, the the people that made this gas aren't going to be good people right so obviously that's yeah, going to be not. a big part of it and then uh dealing with some social issues as well so <clears throat> oh and also he it, it shows him like standing up to the bully in school now because before they weren't on even grounds because the bully was muscular and he wasn't <clears throat> but now they both have superpowers and that kind of puts them on an even level so it's fun to see him go from getting picked on to like fighting back and standing up for the other kids that don't have powers. It'd be funny if he was like, Hey, we both got powers. Let's run this. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, then we see a little bit of icon and rocket and we get, um, we get rockets like quick origin story, which is a nice little recap. And yeah then finally there are a bunch of like homeless kids or just kids in the bad part of town that have powers and they all go to this meeting by uh this dude who also has powers and he's like nobody like wanted you before you got powers and now that you have powers you're even more like freaks so you're welcome here with me i'll take you in we're all going to be a family and he's basically saying that they're going to take over the town uh, and just take what's theirs so you know pretty standard villain stuff but interesting enough so yeah we get all that and i guess the uh, oh hardware there's a little bit in there for him he actually works for the company that uh that put out the gas so that's also going to be an interesting story but yeah so like i said just little previews of their books coming out i liked all of them so i'm going to be checking out all three series and uh yeah i thought it was pretty cool just because it is like a a sampler i'm going to give it like an eight but uh, yeah, if all these were standalones, they'd probably be a little higher, but it was still nice, all man. in all a really cool issue. And Casey, I definitely think you should get it. Yeah. Um, the art and is the art all just knockout? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's got to be a page in here somewhere. Okay. So, uh, The Big Bang was written by Reggie Hudlin. And art was done by Dennis Cowan and Nicholas Draper Ivy. And then, uh, let's see. The other ones were done by also Reginald Hudlin and Greg Pack on two pages. And then art was done by Jim Lee, Ryan Benjamin, uh, Dennis Cowan, Jimmy Palmiotti. Ryan Benjamin and Don Ho, uh, Bill Sinkovich, Koi Pham, and Scott Hanna. So like crazy. Yeah, they kind of brought out the big guns for that. I I remember reading Palmiotti. He's like, I don't do inks anymore, but uh, 
you know, Denise Cowan came to me and he was like, Hey, would you do the inks for this? And he's the guy that I got started doing inks. Like I did inks with early on. And I said, absolutely. I will. <laughs> I love that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like he tweeted about that. Like he's a fun follow on Twitter. Like he sometimes gets on his high horse about stuff, but it's like at the same time, really down to earth, really cool. Like just seemingly cool dude. And you can tweet about it, tweet stuff at him and he'll at the very least like it. Like I made a poop joke one time. He liked it. So <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah, I I think anybody that's interested in any of these milestone characters, like this is the one to, to pick up to see if you're going to want the series. Yeah. All right. So next for me is going to be Batman Superman number 18. And this is by uh, Jean Luen Yang. And I'll try to find the other, the other names. And I was dumb. I, yeah, uh, it's, Ivan Rice and Jose Luis on the pencils and I was dumb and I didn't I forgot to get issue 17 when it came out so like I kind of like it's it's still pretty easy read like you kind of pick up on what's going on like it's kind of clear not a lot happened on last issue so it didn't matter that much but yeah this is it's a great great series like Gene really you know he's it's one thing when he was writing Batman Superman and future state. Cause it was like kind of like the standard Batman Superman story where it's like, Oh yeah, they're teaming up, but this is like different reality stuff. It's a weird story. Like it's out there, but it works. And, and like, he's nailing all of the character portrayals and it's like, he has Superman from a different reality. He has Batman from a different reality and a Robin from a different reality. And then he also has the main universe is Batman Superman. And it's like, there's just core parts of these characters that, you know, are just kind of like standard. And there's like some writers that just don't get that. Gene gets that makes this a really good book. People should be reading it. It's really weird. It's cool. Gene's awesome. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. I really liked it. Sweet. I think I'm down to the ones we read together. So if you have any more. Yeah. Okay. So next up is uh, Detective Comics number one thousand thirty-six. I won't spoil anything, but yeah, there's some. Uh, there's a new. There's a character that gets brought into it. A lot of a lot of cool stuff happens as far as like you know people being killed, and then the backup story is a Huntress story, which I'm not gonna lie. Like Tamaki, the way she writes Huntress is pretty spectacular. And you add that to the fact that it's like, yeah, there's a little bit of Huntress talking to Oracle. And I'm like, hey, Tamaki should just do a Birds of Prey book. Like, she'd kill it 100%. But um, really quick, I didn't say the creative team, so I'll get that out of the way. The main story is called The Neighborhood. It's by Tamaki with Dan Mora on the art. And then the uh, backup is by Tamaki with Clayton Henry on the art. And I actually like the the backup stories are a little bit more, but they're both fantastic. And yeah, like I said, just really good, like really cool. I'm really interested in seeing where this goes. Yeah, I'm gonna give an eight out of ten. I liked a lot. I need to catch up on that this week. Yeah, you'll you'll like it a lot. You'll have to tell me how, what you think of it. Um, so Maestro Warren packs number five, and so this is. Um, basically like Hulk wakes up and like Doom's taken over his place and turns out they were working together this whole time. And then it's like, oh, 
you know, Maestro, tur- you know, turned on him and he's poisoned him. And then Doom's like, hi, you thought. And then they, you know, they fight for a little bit. And, oh, I, you know, Doom was about to win. But then Maestro had a trap set up and got him and like with his like giant magnet and ripped off all his armor and beat him up a little bit. And then Doom escaped and lived to fight another day. And it was pretty neat. And like, I like this because like they're doing the, this is the Marvel way where like the Maestro gets his own book, but it's like five issues and they're done. But this, they actually explain it in the back. The next one's called World War M and it's going to be like, they're doing a trill like a trilogy mini series. So it's like, it could have been 15 issues, but they're just doing different, like, you know, three different mini series. I like that a lot. At least they're explaining why it's not just Marvel going like, well, we just want to restart it. (laughs) But yeah, like, I really like this issue. This was better than the last couple because the last couple were using like these characters that I had no idea and I had no, just nothing I cared about, you know, about them. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I like this a lot. Oh, and by the way, it's by, I need to start saying that to begin with. It's by Peter David and Javier Pena on the art. Next up is Harley Quinn number three. And I'm going to get the, get the, people have a way to begin with because I don't want to have to do that again. Um, it is written by Stephanie Phillips and Riley Rossmo on the art. I really love Riley Rossmo's art. Um, Harley Quinn tries to have like this um, oh, it's kind of like Alcoholics Anonymous but with different people that were like affected by Joker so they're all going to sit in a circle and talk but then they're trying to gather up all the Joker you know people so it's like it doesn't end well as you could guess and so they get attacked harley quinn's written very well she's pretty silly in here and stuff and then she's thinking and then at the end i'm just gonna spoil it you get a little bit of a salt and grundy in there and i really love riley rossmo's art jake hates it for some reason maybe because he hates fun but i love it and that art plus this writing it's really good and it's a i'd like to clarify (laughs) I do not hate it. I hate I John Romita Jr.'s art. I would read a book that Riley Rossmo did. I would not read a book that J.R.J.R. did. I, it, it's pretty tough to read a J.R.J.R. book. Like It has to be something just spectacular for me to want to read it, and it's pretty rough. But this cover, like I love this cover. That's a fantastic cover. And yeah, he's killing it on the art, on the interiors too. I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10 also. I really liked it. Okay. Next up is The Last Ronin. And this is by Eastman Laird. And who else is on the art? Uh, And Tom Waltz on the story with script uh, by Tom Waltz and Kevin Eastman. And then layouts by uh, Kevin Eastman with pencils and inks by Sue and Isaac Escorza, Ben Bishop, and Kevin Eastman. Big creative team. But uh, yeah, it's kind of like a lot of flashbacks kind of showing, oh, this is how, you know, this is kind of stuff that's set up to everything bad that happened. And then stuff coming back now and Mikey, do, you know, dealing with stuff. And he's also doing flashbacks. And just a lot was going on in this issue. And it's like, this, these are chonky issues but it's not enough chunk in this to get everything out in my opinion and there's also like one problem that i had i don't know because i know you've read 
enough that you might be able to get you might have got to this part but where did you see this part where they got to the the robot head yeah okay so they get to the robot head and then they'd start talking about what happened that night and like the way that cuts it was kind of confusing to me i had to read it about three times to kind of get which turtle went where and why the turtles are where they're at now you know when yeah. the people attacked like did you have did that bother you at all when you're reading it yep it took me two reads okay so i'm glad i'm not alone in that so like that kind of that kind of annoys me when it's like they should have made that a little bit better maybe they just were like hoping they'd have a smarter audience than us who knows <laughs> but you know like that's that like i said that's that's the one that those are like kind of minor gripes but when you've been having like a book that's been a home run these last two times you kind of have to look for the you know littler things that kind of gripe you so for that i'm gonna give it a just a nine out of ten the art it's fantastic everything else in this is really good and if you've been liking the, the you know past stuff you're gonna like you're just gonna like this a lot so you really gotta read it and now it's time for the stuff we read together. What order do you want to go into? You know, I picked last time. I'll defer to the gentleman. Okay. We will go with, um, let's go Teen Titans and then Action Comics. Then we can do Silk. And then uh, Stargirl, Robin, and Better Bill to finish up. Sounds good, but I didn't get to uh, Suicide Squad or Teen Titans, whichever one oh, okay. it is. I didn't get to. Okay, that, so. you, you threw me off when you said Suicide Squad, so I was just assuming. So I'll read Teen There's Titans a crossover. <laughs> yeah, I'll read. Teen, I'll talk about Teen Titans really quick. Um, so, like last issue was, I thought was really good. This one's kind of taking a step back. Uh, it's by Tim Sheridan and Rafa Sandolva on the art. Art's still great. And, you know, like you get a little bit of the teen angst, but not a lot. And, you know, a little bit more stuff talking about the, the one speedster girl. Like we get a little bit more of her backstory and why they're at the Suicide Squad's after. And you get some Suicide Squad stuff going. Connor's being weird. Like you don't, it's like, it's weird. Like Connor's just weird. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if they've explained that at all yet in Suicide Squad, but stuff going on with him. They teleport off and, you know, some more teenage stuff going on. And then we get these little kid bat detective team at the end. That's going to, that's going to figure out who red X is. I don't know who they are. I don't really care to know. I'll be honest. They were in the first issue where, where it's showing all the new Titans members. They're uh, like Gotham orphans. It's, were they the ones because like my my guess was they're those kids that would have been in that like gotham something book that came out like had kind of different art that was like i don't remember the name of it, it was like a bunch of kids in, like the wayne manners like in like some mansion or something together i have no idea what you're talking about all right man well we can go to action comics next i'll let you start that i'm gonna google this book i'm gonna see if this is the same thing (laughs) okay all right so action comics 1031 was written by philip kennedy johnson and the art was done by daniel sampier and this was war world rising part two i actually thought that this was a pretty cool book um what did you think, Casey? Uh, I, I I did like it too. Um, I actually read the issue before this, also, 
because I was like behind and I was just like, I kind of skipped over that one when I had it before. Cause I got it in late and all that stuff, you know, but yeah, no, I really liked it. There's some spots with like the shading on Superman where they make him look very evil, I not agree. on purpose, but other, but like the art's fantastic. So it's just like a weird shading thing. Like I'm not crapping on the art. It's just like, I'm crapping on whoever shaded it. No. Um, <laughs> and then like, and, and again, like Jonathan for someone that was raised by Superman has way too much angst. Yeah. You know, like he's just like, Oh, I'm going to fly off and be upset. See, you say raised by Superman, but also by Lois so that, you know, she, Still, she, can, she can get some angst out every now and then. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to blame Jor-El now that I think about it, because I've just remembered all that nonsense that Bendez did. Right. When <coughs> in doubt, blame Bendis. There we go. But no, it was it was cool. I like the, the mystery behind this power source uh, that the Atlanteans are keeping, and uh, you know, clearly Mongol has really screwed up these people and uh you know i want to know their backstory what exactly did he do to them and what did he send them to superman to do so uh yeah it's cool it's nice to get little snippets of supergirl and lois and uh, some others in there you know seeing aquaman and volko was neat so yeah the the aquaman stuff was pretty neat and I, i do think it's kind of funny though it's like you know, if Superman really wanted this, guys, he could just take it. Like, just because, like, you're saying, like, no, you can't have it. This is Atlantis' stuff. Like, it's like, <laughs> you do know who he is, right? I think they know he could take it, but I also think they know that he isn't going to fight him on it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like he was getting a lot of sass when it's like, you know, you know, that's not a thing that you, you can, you should be worried about, guys, right? would you give it out of 10 i'm gonna probably i've been given a lot of eights i'm gonna give this one a nine actually now i'm gonna go back to an eight because i might even go seven because i just remember we paid for a midnighter story and no one asked for that <laughs> i i didn't read it i just i, I didn't can't care yeah no it's like at least with the detective comics one the huntress one first off i like huntress but also she like that story is connected to the main story i don't think this midnighter story is going to be connected at all to the main story so it's like i'm just giving a story that i didn't ask for with my superman like at least the superman book has a uh, jimmy olsen that jimmy fun jimmy olsen story in the back like come on give me something good although looking at the last page it looks like i do need to read it because it's very much tied into another book i read this week oh the Mir- mr miracle one yeah but I probably still won't read it. <laughs> uh, but I am going to give it a nine despite paying for Midnighter. Um, I, I spent my money to read Superman and that's the part that I read and I really enjoyed it. So nine out of 10 for me. Nice, man. I'm not having any luck finding that book. It doesn't help that I don't know what to put in as far as the title. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can think of is like, we are Robin, but I know that they're no. not trying to be Robins. No, it's not. We are Robin, but there was this one where it was like kind of different art. It was more like, it looked like it was more tor- geared towards like the Lumberjanes crowd. Like it was like similar oh, to that. Gotham Academy. That's the one where they Gotham Academy kids. I don't think so. I think Gotham Academy is like 
like upper class, like, or yeah, like, like mid upper class, like students. Uh, and then like Damien goes there too, right? Goes to school. I have no, dude, I have no idea. Like that was a book where I was like, I have no interest in this. So I just assumed they were, they were the Gotham Academy Academy bunch. (laughs) Right. Oh, maybe they are. Who knows? Certainly not us. Yeah. So uh, Silk and the Spy Marine Goo and Takashi Miyazawa on the art. And what do you think of this? I like this book. Um, the only the only thing that kind of caught me off guard is that the villain knows exactly who Silk is. And I was like, oh, man, yep. that seems like awful soon for that to be yeah. known. Um but otherwise, it's it's got the same feel as issues one and two. There's just more stuff like building up and happening. So, which I'm fine with. That needs to happen. Yep. Yeah. No. My only my only gripe was the same one you had. Um, I love the way uh, J. Jonah Jameson's written in this, though. Yeah, he's way likable. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm gonna blame it on Chip Zdarsky because it kind of started started at at the chip level maybe like maybe a little bit before like because he's always been like a good dude to like non-spiders but now it's like after Zdarsky's run it's just been like well I guess he's just gotta be a good dude now yeah (laughs) which is fine it fits him yeah no it's great and and I really laughed at what are you a Korean grandmother or whatever (laughs) was it his mother but anyway very yeah no it was great and yeah the only downside is the the secret identity thing and it's just like there's so many different things in comics anymore they're like secret identities let's just have identities and yeah. they just you know so that's annoying but yeah no i really liked it i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten because of that one minor gripe but like it a lot the art's great too the art is good um i'm probably i'm probably at a nine with the two that another thing i want to touch on is there's a bitty like a bitty a pretty big reveal i can't talk on that last page and i didn't know who it was oh really <laughs> see i did but that's just because i whenever i was a kid like the classic books you know that came out i got the spider-man one and that guy is in it so like that's how i knew who it was <laughs> it's just because of that i've never read anything with him in it but right like I, I i looked him up and he like first appeared in amazing spider-man like 73 or something so he's been around for a while he's just clearly yeah. not like a major character but uh but anyway okay next we've got the star girl spring break special this was written by jeff johns todd knock did the art and hi-fi did the colors and uh the the last jeff johns thing i read i i was like i can't read jeff johns again but then i'm sure casey was the same way they put todd knock on the art and i was like Mm -hmm. well i at least gotta give it a shot and i'm pretty glad that i did i thought it was a, a pretty good book yeah um no i'm i actually loved it like i hate saying this because you know me and me and old jeffrey johns just do not get along mm-hmm. he's blocked me on twitter yes. i'm gonna bring that up until he unblocks me because i know he's listening <laughs> but um there's like i think he's the like i've never read star girl if i'm being honest i think i might have read her like as a character in other books but yeah. i've never read her own book and i think jeff johns is probably the only person that's ever written her 
I could be wrong outside like as her own book because he's based it off of his sister, you know. So like I have a feeling he might have the same thing James, you know, Robinson has in his contract where it's like mm, I have to at least get say so if you're going to write it cuz I'm not going to let Bendez write my sister, you know. I'm right. So <laughs> yeah, who on earth would agree to that? Yeah. So I like I have a feeling, you know, it's you have to get this okay at the very least and I'm not going to lie this is so good. Like I thought this was just a fantastic comic. Um, you know, you just have a lot of, like a lot of stuff going on, like basically like retellings of this, um, all the, the teams origin. So like, yeah, seven soldiers. Cause like, you know, I mean at the time, like speedy and green arrow didn't go back in time when they were originally a thing. Yeah. That, that was like so weird, but I'm like, Oh, that actually kind of makes it make sense. <laughs> yeah, and then like he has, you know, he has the other ones jump forward in time and stuff. I'm like, yeah, this all works. Like, I have no gripes with this because like now it does make sense. Yeah. So I really like that, and you know, I mean, the the thing as a whole, and then like they set up for a new series too, which it's like, it does suck that they're gonna have a new series because um, what it'll be like three issues a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I really really hope that Todd gets to do the art on it. Like same here. He he deserves all the money for doing full pages for a full series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And like this is the type of book too that Todd would excel at. Like just a fun, lighthearted book. You know, I mean, not no offense, Todd. He could do dark and gritty if he wanted to, but I just don't think that's where his art is at its best right and we've talked to him several times he loves dc like a whole mm-hmm. bunch so it's nice to see him get to do this book yeah but yeah i loved it too as much as i hate to say it when it said to be continued in star girl i was like i'm gonna read the first one yep <laughs> because i am not super familiar with like emiko as well but she she was enjoyable and i kind of like this dynamic between her and courtney so and this book does the teenager way better than some of the other ones you know where it's like yeah the the stuff that they're complaining about isn't just angst driven it's just like oh okay well that we've all been there yeah that's one thing that i like about at least with this one issue of star girl is like she's a well-adjusted teen yeah you don't get that a lot with these superheroes which is like fair enough they get shot at a lot but (laughs) (laughs) but she's well adjusted and i like that and also i can't help but read uh pat as uh you know what's his name wilson luke wilson luke wilson um so i'm reading it in his voice which is fine because i like the show too but but this is like oh yeah the show was good and it's coming out again real soon and i'm sure yeah. that's why they're doing this book but it's like yeah man that's pretty cool <laughs> i bet it's that and then also it's like i bet at the end of the day jeff Jones is just like i want to do another star girl book and they're like okay <laughs> yeah pretty much like who do you want on it todd knock like okay we'll throw money at todd <laughs> <laughs> all right what would you give it out of 10 I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. Hate to say it, but no, I had no complaints. Yeah, I can't think of any either. So I'm I'm right there with you. I have to give it a ten. And really quick too, because we didn't like 
there was a there was a uh, full page spread in this that's like I would save my money, and next time I see Todd at C two E two, I would try to buy this from him until I saw the price because I then would be like, oh, I can't afford this, and that makes me sad. But look at this. Yeah, it's like such that a was good action scene. So cool. I guess if I had to to pick a little gripe out, it's like. And they kind of they kind of make Clock King way better than he usually is, but it yeah. fits the story, so whatever. And I, I will say too, one other thing: it's like they're like, "Oh yeah, the kids can't come along because last time a kid was with us, they died." It's like, but in all fairness, they're superheroes. They're, that's kind of like almost dying as their mo. Like, come on, yeah. guys, and like you let them be a part of this and what would you do in their shoes? So just yeah. like, come on. Yeah. It's like, wouldn't you rather they just be with you while you guys go there instead of them just traveling on their own and maybe dying in the process of getting to you. Yeah. And I, I keep saying that we're done and then we keep talking about it. Yeah. But I got to say that, uh, that the original Crimson Avenger it might be like so old school, but one of the coolest costumes in comics. Yes. Yeah. Like, no, I agree, dude. It is so good. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like when you compare that to the new one, it's just like there's no comparison. Oh, no. The new one's not great, but we don't really know enough about her yet for me to make a full judgment. Yeah. But... It's just the, I'm just going by costumes alone. Yeah. It's very nineties. Like <laughs> yeah. If she had, if she was just like same, like same exact original costume, I'd be like, yeah, this is pretty dope still. Right. Exactly. Okay. So Robin. Yeah. I'll take Robin and then you can do better. A bill since I don't have my better. A bill copy with me. Sounds good. All right. So this is like, it starts off with him waking up on the Island after he got killed in the last issue, which I was, I was surprised he got killed because then it's it's revealed like oh yeah that's the whole thing like you can die up to three times on this island and so then he's like oh i don't have to hold back so he just murders a bunch of people and then you know flatline sure he needed you know yeah yeah <laughs> flatline you know is very much flirting with him a flirt murder it's you know there's a little bit of would you uh, will they won't they die type of thing it's pretty cool ravager is you know leading him around and yeah it's pretty neat uh i'm digging it what do you think of it no i think it's cool i when she was like these are the people you need to watch out for i'm really glad that connor was like the top of the food chain because he needs to be but um i think i love that damien is like reading romance manga you know like (laughs) yeah it it makes him more than just like the angsty kid that you just want to smack, you know, mm-hmm. it, it brings more to his character. And I also think it's neat that uh, the Ravager is like, Hey, let me train you. And also let me show you how to have fun because clearly you need to do that. Yeah. And I, I hope that he does lighten up a little bit and have a good time because he also needs to be a kid and it would bring more to his character to do so. Mm -hmm. And, um, Oh, I had, Oh, in your head canon, this is just a personal opinion question. Would you think that he got those, that, um, you know, manga love that he has now from Jason, Tim or Dick? 
which of those three would probably be reading those romance and mangas that oh damien you know Tim. i'm thinking yeah i'm thinking tim too <laughs> that, that was 100 percent my yeah. my thought without without really think like any thinking at all uh it's yeah. gotta be tim i bet i bet damien made fun of him for it but then was like oh wow okay i like this but then not not gonna admit it <laughs> yeah and i see dick like like oh i've read you know i know what that is it's fine just not really for me and then jason yeah. wouldn't have a clue what it is yeah so <laughs> all right uh i would probably give this for some reason like it's just not a 10 and i don't know why but i loved it so i'm gonna give it a nine yeah i mean i i liked it i thought it was perfectly fine like it would have been it would be a 10 if john Byrne did the art but <laughs> by the way we didn't talk about who who did it you know it's uh joshua williamson and um we got uh gleb melanikov on the art and one one gripe i will say is like you had talked about last time we talked about it that they had all of these like cool night like kind of like 90s early 2000 nightwing characters in the background and like they're just cannon fodder yeah and i mean i think i think they won't be as much once the proper tournament starts and like i hope that that's next issue um at least like the first fight but uh but i do see what you mean i'm like oh there's shrike and there's the cool twins that he fought and they're just getting slaughtered by damien yeah. and he's like i don't have to hold back but yeah and then like they're building up like I mean, I guess I think Flatline's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the guy that looks like a Deathstroke ripoff is pretty cool. Respawn. And then Black, yeah, then, like, Black Swan's neat looking. But, the, but like, her back, like, Black Swan's backstory, it's also like, you were a ballerina and then now you're like a trained killer, but then you're better than these these other people that have bought, fought super villains a lot. Like, you're tougher than them, really? Right. And then, like, um, Oh, the XXL, the little kid. I'm like, you're you're putting an eight year old on Murder Island, and he's one of the toughest ones. <laughs> uh, that annoyed me. Like, so it's like that. Those little gripes and just the story itself. I it didn't like. It hasn't like grabbed me like like that Iron Fist one where it was you know him on the island just fighting people. It's kind of the same thing, but a little bit different that i loved a lot more than this so i'm kind of i shouldn't be comparing them but i am so i'm i am going to give this probably a six but i still liked it i'm still all here for it but you know yeah fair enough all right and then the final book is beta ray bill number three the writing and art was done by daniel warren johnson with mike spicer on the colors and uh really starting to get into the thick of it but uh i know you don't have it in front of you but what were your initial thoughts so this is also my initial thoughts uh last issue that i didn't get to say but like this comic it started off as like i was like i don't know what this is gonna be like but it's probably like a thor book but with like better a bill instead you know it's gonna be really cool and it's turning out to be like sex drive but with better a bill like he's just like doing everything in his power he's going to hell to get a sword so he can transform back into himself and get ladies with his two best buddies like this is like (laughs) it's so fun it's so ridiculous i'm all for it i love it (laughs) 
Dude, I I cannot believe how insane Scourge is in this book. <laughs> I know. Like, it's just like, yeah, this is a hundred percent because of Ragnarok, and I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, he wasn't that interesting before. But no, like, it's like, oh, we just killed all these demons. Everybody meet in the mess hall for beers. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is what I want from Hercules and Guardians of the Galaxy, guys. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, crazy fun. Um, it's neat to see Scuttlebutt transform into this new mm-hmm. uh, this new form, and like she has crazy cool powers while the sh- while they're in Muspelheim. Um, Bill's weirded out seeing his ship in humanoid form, so to break the ice, they play this crazy game of ping pong, which is fun. Uh, yeah, and talk some things through. The axe that she made for him is so cool. Like, I love that part. Yeah. Uh, especially watching him use it. Every, yeah, everything about this is just fun. Um, now, <laughs> do you think it's going to end up being like one of those like um, teen sex comedies where like he ends up falling in love with his ship and telling Lady Sif to go kick rocks? He's like, no, I got the real one that loves me. And like Scourge is like, yeah, buddy. And Pip's like, yeah. <laughs> it might be because. You know, she's like, hey, look, I made this axe for you. Like, we don't have to go through with this. And, yeah. you know, I don't care that you look like a horse. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> is this going to be one of those, the beauty was on the inside the whole time? Like yeah. things or like, what? I, I think you're still beautiful no matter. Right. But also, I don't really like the idea of him just like getting lewd with the ship, you know? <laughs> yeah. It'd be awkward if they broke up, you know? It would be. And besides, she's only like this in Muspelheim. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, that last page was creepy. Um, I'm really looking forward to the inevitable gigantic fight that happens next. Mm-hmm. And uh, this book is awesome. I think we've given the last two issues tens. This one's still a 10 for me. This is a perfect miniseries. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I didn't give the thing to rate the second one rated the first one a nine because like that goofy goofy line but this is exactly what you want from a better a bill series like there's nothing you know he's killing stuff you have daniel warren johnson just going with the art it's just yeah it's fantastic um yeah it's a 10 for me so like i said no no complaints it's just fun like if you're reading this and you go i didn't have any fun with this get the stick out of your butt and enjoy life no kidding like this isn't any deep, like thinking about life. This is you're here for a, like an '80s fueled good time. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, like I said, it's like Sex Drive meets Thor. Yep. And if you don't like the sound of that, then you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> All right. So, Casey, which books are you excited for next week? So. I actually have a really quick question about this. I Googled when Far Sector was supposed to come out and it's said online on the first. Are you not getting that? Huh. Maybe I missed it because I'm pretty sure I saw it in the box already. Okay. Well, then if that's the case, then Far Sector, because that's not on that wasn't on the email, because that's the last issue, and I'm really excited about that. Um I'll go with uh Iron Fist and I'm gonna throw out a crazy one because you know if you know me, you know I would never normally say this, but Immortal Hulk, not because 
I'm like, oh man, I can't wait for this to come out. But if this doesn't knock my gosh darn socks off, I'm done with it. So <laughs> the gauntlet's been thrown, Immortal Hulk. So we shall see how it goes. <laughs> All right. Well, for me, I'm going to say Batman because that book's always great. I'm going to say Apex Legends Overtime because that game takes up 50% of all of my video game playing time, and I love it. Um, and then probably Man Bat. I've been loving Man Bat. And uh, I think it's, I don't know if this is the last one. There might be one more, but uh, but yeah, good stuff there. So Nice. <clears throat> oh, I actually do have... I saw this online on my YouTubes and I wanted to pass it along to you. Name that first appearance dark side. Cause it's a it was one that I didn't know. And I was like, Oh wow. That's oh, crazy. It's Jimmy Olsen. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. I figured you'd know that since you probably read it. <laughs> I have read it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His first, I think, I think his first appearance, he's on like a monitor at first and then, uh, then he makes the cover appearance, but, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I can't tell you the issue number because there's a lot of Jimmy Olsen out yeah. there. But uh, yeah, all right. I just wanted to, wanted to throw that out there because I'm glad I didn't choke that and I can yeah. now retire like perfect score. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now it's Fantastic Four times. The Friends reunion happened um, last week. I didn't watch it because I think James Corden is just trash, and I do not watch anything with that terrible person on there. But I was thinking, let's recast it. There's six friends, so what we'll get what we're gonna do is you get to cast yourself as one of the friends. Then you get to keep the cast member of one of the friends, and then you get to recast the other four, because this is a fantastic four, as you know, different comic book heroes or characters. It doesn't have to be hero, you can be like Aunt May for all four of them. <laughs> well, geez, now I don't have to ask which ones you're picking. <laughs> okay i did this on the fly so if people are like well that character wouldn't make a great phoebe i'm oh, sorry just wait till mine because mine <laughs> is ridiculous and i would like to preface that uh i've not seen the whole series i'm well familiar enough um but i'm not like a friends mega fan by any means so i was more of a seinfeld guy uh, but the one that I'm keeping is Chandler. I think he's the most likable of the friends and easily the best character. Um, I'm going to say Tony Stark is Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't really like Ross. I don't really like Tony Stark. So it just seems I, kind of Now funny. I want to see David Schwimmer cast as <laughs> Tony Stark. No, right. Uh for phoebe i would cast betty cooper from archie uh because why not i know that the betty's not really like a ditzy blonde but uh let's see let's see betty's acting chops heck yeah i'm gonna go booster gold as joey because i think booster gold could be a joey certainly yeah. um and then i would cast yara floor as monica um because you know yara's fun monica's fun why not and then i'm rachel (laughs) 
So I like to. I, I'm just gonna say I think there was a Freudian slip on your part. You're like I don't really like Ross, and I don't really like Tony Stark. Rachel and Ross got together a lot. You're gonna be. Um, yeah, I mean you're yeah, right. You're gonna be hooking up with the old Mister Stark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean he is handsome. I'll give him that. Um. Yeah, I wasn't really thinking like, oh man, which one would I get to bang? You know what I mean? And just having <laughs> yeah. fun with it. So I gotcha. I gotcha. That's I mean, it, you know, whatever you say, man. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your turn. Okay, so me, I was gonna go. I'd say I'd just be Chandler because you know, that's the only one I think I could actually even remotely pull off. Um, then for my one that'd be recast would be Rachel because Jennifer Aniston's Jennifer Aniston. You have to have that still there. And then this one just seemed obvious to me. Hercules is Joey, but like Greg <laughs> Pock Hercules. Yeah. And then uh, Monica would be Electra because like uh, Monica's really good at cooking. Electra's really good at killing. They both start with like, you know, the cuss sound. So it's like, it's kind of similar. And then these are my, like my other two are like where I get weird. So Ross would be animal vegetable mineral man because ross likes dinosaurs and animal vegetable mineral man's one of his head is a dinosaur so it's kind of the same and then my favorite phoebe would be fin fang foom what (laughs) (laughs) i just like that idea i just had the idea i'm like yeah one of them has to be fin fang foom and i was like if fin fang was singing smelly cat that'd just be the best (laughs) boy yours went bonkers (laughs) you'd still watch it though right oh i would i was like he's probably gonna pick like betty white or something as rachel but you went even crazier than that yeah (laughs) all right well that was fun if uh if you guys want to join in on this fun, then you know, feel free to comment who you would cast as the Friends cast. All right. Casey, I think that brings us to the end of the episode, my friend. I think you're right, buddy. All right, so it's time for closing plugs. If you would, please go to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give us a like. You can also find us on the Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at Two Worlds Pod. You can email us at Two Worlds Podcast at gmail.com. And we're also on YouTube. So please go find Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. Um, subscribe to us, like our videos, comment on them if you feel like. Tell us we're pretty because we need to hear it sometimes. Yeah. And now we're doing deleted scenes when normally the advertisements go. And so if you're just a podcast only person, you're missing out on. Like we're gonna at least try to include one silly story. Yeah, that's only funny to me and Jake <laughs> per episode. So you know, it's been pretty sweet. So there you go. And guys, wherever you're listening to this on whatever platform, please uh, give us a five star review and and help us out there. And we'd love to stay in chat, but we gotta go find this golden banana that's out there somewhere. Bye, guys. Bye.